Hey, welcome to Why Choose One once again. Episode who knows. I'd have to look that up. <laughs> but today I want to talk to you guys about communication. And a certain kind of communication in particular. Now, a lot of my listeners, some of you are in this boat, some of you are not in this boat. But one of my fans had approached me and had said something that I think that I should speak to. Not only because I have experience with this, but also because um, it's important and a lot of you are in the same boat. So what I'm getting at here is how do you tell your monogamous partner that you want to be polyamorous? You could be in a relationship for a very long time or... You know, whether it's polyamorous or swinger or whatever you want to do, it's a very hard conversation um, to initiate, especially out of fear. So if you're in a situation where you're currently sitting there wishing that you could do certain things or having a desire to do certain things or you're cheating already or you've thought about cheating, or you're capable of, you, you found this polyamorous uh, community and somehow on the internet, and you're curious, and you just want to explore, but you feel locked down. So this exact situation happened to me. As most of you know, I'm sure I've told my stories here a few times, but just a reminder, um, my ex and I dated for a long time monogamously. And this was before I ever heard about polyamory, before I ever heard about open relationships. I knew what swinging was, never ever thought of it really. Um, and, you know, it was, it was an intense conversation. <clears throat> for most people, the situation would have been a little bit different because the person that I was with was very calm in these kind of situations. Having communication about really intense things was somewhat of an ease. Um, so I know that I may not be able to relate to most of you. But at the end of the day, the situations probably sound familiar to you if you are in this boat um, you know, say you've gotten close to doing those things that I had listed, whether it's cheating, and that's kind of ha- what happened to me. I got close, never actually did it, and I was actually very proud of myself because I spent most of my teenage years cheating and sleeping with everybody. You know, nobody was off limits. I would sleep with their best friends, I would sleep with their siblings, whatever it may be, <laughs> you know, there was no off limits. And I had a hard time staying monogamous or staying faithful because I felt um, a resistance where I wasn't able to be honest because nobody would ever understand the way I was feeling. You know, I was under the impression that being a slut was shameful, that, and mo- everyone told me so. Everyone growing up told me, you know, you can never have two boyfriends. You know, I was 12 years old and I did have two boyfriends. And they knew about each other and they were best friends. And, you know, so I know I have this like somewhat background of leading up to polyamory that makes so much sense for me. But, you know, it was all those difficult times where I broke so many people's hearts and I lied so many times and I did so many horrific things to people 
And it took a long time for not only to forgive myself for all those things that I did, but to forgive others who did that to me. And so there was a lot of trust issues and that stirred up a whole disaster. But my ex was well, the first person that I was ever loyal to and loyal to for four years running. So I was really impressed with myself and I really didn't want to fuck this up. So when I came close to that cheating moment, I was really disappointed in myself for even getting to that position. And I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want to be the bad person again. So all I did was I walked up to my partner and I, at the time and I said, you know, we got to have a serious conversation. And that is a very intense and scary thing. You know, we didn't have kids, but we had the house, you know, you know, we had the cars and the dog and the, you know, trailer and, you know, all that, that typical white picket fence shit. And, you know, like all of that was at risk, even having the conversation. And a lot of people get stuck in that spot. They get stuck in that fear that if I even bring this up to that person, um, they're going to hate it. They're not going to want to do it for whatever reason. But I truly believe if you just have the conversation and speak to that, to that thing that you want to do, you're truly only going to benefit yourself. Because, hey, you never know. One day if you try polyamory, you try swinging, you might not like it. And that's totally fine. But are you willing to risk that everything that you have right now in order to do that, to pursue that? Well, I think, in my personal opinion, that you should. I think we are so, so wrapped up in forevers and permanence. And we never just allow ourselves to allow allow ourselves to try new things now if you're the person that's listening to this this is on the other end of that and you're monogamous i'm really happy that you're here and i really hope that you refer your partner to this podcast to listen to this episode because i really believe that they could benefit from this also so if you're that person that is coming into this and you're like i'm monogamous like i only want one person for the rest of my life and that's it I have no desire to sleep with other people. I have no desire to do other things. First off, I would like to mention that there's possibility somewhere in your head that that's a lie because that is based on fear and fear alone. It's fear that this isn't going to work out, fear that they are going to find a better person than you. There's fear that, you know, what if, what if our, kid complication, get, our kids get too complicated? What if our kids find out? What if our family finds out? What if my people at my job find out? Well, my question to you is, what are you going to do? Because you could get into a car. You can get into a car and what if you get into a car accident? What if you don't pay attention for that whole entire time and you take a risk and you text while driving? What if you had one drink at the bar and you just needed to drive home and you still have your GDL on and you haven't gotten it off and gotten your full license and get busted for your DUI? You know, what if you didn't pay for parking? I love how all of this is getting driving related. I just spent money on $700 on my registration because I had speeding tickets. But, you know, like, it's the same thing. It's like, if you go out for a walk, what if you run into a wolf? You know, what if you run into a bear? What if you get on a plane and it, it breaks down in air? You know, there's so many what ifs in this world. And so my question to you is, 
this is a choice. This is a choice that you make. And it is a hard choice. But if you are always looking out for the best of the person that you're with, this becomes an easier choice. So let's lay out some examples. You have the opportunity to have the ultimate uh, reassurance of your partner. So if you set, like you hear it all the time, that cheesy cliche of set your partner free and if they come back to you, it's yours. Well, this is kind of no different. My fiance can date, screw, whatever, whoever he wants, whenever he wants, as long as, you know, our basis of our foundation is solid. And we have good communication and I know who it is and we have all these little things and little details and those all help me. And when I'm feeling uneasy, when I'm feeling jealous, because even though, yeah, I am a fucking podcaster of polyamory, I get jealous. And with that being said, you know, as long as you can communicate through those things, then what's the risk of trying something? Sure, the risk that you're saying is, oh, I might lose my house, we might get a divorce, we might, you know, they might find somebody new. And they're going to find that person whether or not you are restricting them from seeing them. You know, I truly believe that everything is meant to happen for a reason. And if you're wanting to try something new and if you're wanting to explore, then you just have to take a moment and realize that the fear is going to hold you the fuck down. It is going to create resistance. It's going to create resentment. And, and there's nothing, you know, like if you just keep living your everyday, same monogamous thing every single day, nothing is changing, nothing is new, nothing is fresh. It's the same story you're reading over and over and over and over and over again every day. And that's okay. Some people love to live that way and I respect that. But if, if your par- partner is coming up to you and you're approaching you and saying, I would really like to try polyamory. I would really like to just discuss possibly swinging. I would like to explore some new things with you because that's the key in all of this. That is the absolute key in all of this is the fact that no matter what, you are spreading your wings as far as you can, but you still have your person. And if that day, if I didn't walk up to my ex at that time, and say those things, I would not be where I am today. And I am the happiest woman and uh, like seriously happy because of the choices that I've made. And I was honest to myself. And if you are honest to yourself, say you're monogamous. And if you are honest to yourself and you still explore this because that's what your partner wants and you still explore this, and you still don't like it, and you've never liked it, and you never enjoyed any benefit from it whatsoever, and you want to continue monogamy, do you really think that you want to be with a person who wants polyamory, who wants to be a swinger? That is the reality of the situation. I feel as though if people really want things, if people want to go to school, if people want to go and change their careers, their whole lives, are you saying that they can't? Are you saying that that is, an, that is an incapable of thing of happening? Because that happens all of the time. The only thing that's scary about this situation is that it's so not the fucking normal. And I know that. I know that. I get so much resistance from the vanilla world. 
of people like, you know, I work in a healthcare setting. People hear about my story and they're like, oh my God, that's crazy. I would never do that. I could never see my, my, my whatever husband with another woman. And I'm like, until you actually put yourself in that situation, you don't really know how you're going to act. What if you fucking really like it? What if you think it's like pretty much the hottest thing on earth? Happened to me. <laughs> Can happen to anyone. And if it's not and you communicate to that your your partner and they don't listen to you, well, you already know that they're shitty <laughs> at that point. And or, you know, you communicate that and then they put that away because they just wanted to explore it. And now they've explored it. They're shutting that door and you guys move on. There is nothing in this book that says you can't do the things that you want to do. People do this out of fear. They People restrict themselves out of complete and utter fear. And I feel like there are certain places in our lives where we should have fear. And I think it's beneficial in some ways. But I also feel like it really fucking holds us back. And I really believe that if you just communicate and you're honest and you have the basic rules, you know, set in place of what's important to you. You know, what's important to me is that my fiance is in bed with me every night. Now, that's not forever. Say he gets into a very serious relationship and say she ends up being my best friend. And what if we all shared a bed together? I'd be okay with that. What if we, what if he went and spent the night with her? I'd be okay with that. As long as I knew that there was some kind of hierarchy in this situation, there is no, absolutely nothing off limits. You know, everything is up for discussion. And because we have such solid com- communication, you know, we over communicate. We communicate so much. And I think that that's where you fuck up the most is communication. And if you're scared to tell someone that you had a good time, you know, say you like you tried it, you explored it, you went and did a thing, you went on a date, you don't tell them all the little details and then they find out about it later. That's the kind of shit that pisses people off. You know, that's kind of like blindsides them a little bit. But if you're just honest about the whole fucking thing and you're honest as fuck, there's really no going wrong because we all get into fights every day about the most random shit. You know, like my ex went and bought a fucking ninety grand $90,000 truck without even talking to me first. But, you know, whatever, you know, like that's that's a fight, right? That's a communication, you know, fault. And so it's really important that you if you feel something inside of you and you're like, I want to explore, I want to, I really feel desire, I feel sexually charged by other people, I feel like I want to talk to other people, I feel like I could love multiple people at one time. The only thing you have to lose if you don't say anything is the opportunity of a life-changing event. And sure, it might not work in your favor. Fuck, it took me years before I finally found the man of my dreams. You know, it really did. I had so many heartbreaks, heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. And I was getting to a point where I didn't think polyamory was for me anymore because I was so defeated by all the heartbreaks but it's no different if I was single and dating or not you know heartbreaks are going to happen miscommunication is going to happen but if you just go with it and you just explore and experience life for what it has to offer you never know until you try and for those who are stuck who are fucking stuck, you know, you've read the books, you've explored the things, you've communicated about all of it, but none of you can actually get to an agreement on what things should look like, then I feel as though 
you're in a st- awkward standstill. You know, like, if you're not being your true, authentic self, who are you being? And are you going to live the rest of your life not being your authentic self? And are you going to make someone that you love not live to their authentic self? It's just some questions, you know, it's some honest questions that I have for people. And it's fucking hard. This conversation is hard. And I can only imagine the things that you have on the plate of what risks you might lose or things that could go wrong. There's a million what ifs. But if you just set aside those fucking what ifs and just tried, you know, actually tried. I'm not talking like reading and, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, going on dates. I'm fucking like go and try. Go to a fucking swingers club if you go to Club IT um, when they reopen after all of this havoc of a pandemic that's ruining my life. Not actually, it's so dramatic. But, (laughs) you know, Club IT, if you just go there and just watch other people and how they're communicating and, you know, play a game of pool and chill out, eat some sour soothers. And, you know, you just just explore and try new things because it's all about communication and there's different levels of communication. So say you're first trying this out. This is a conversation for this podcast right now. But what if you're past that point? What if you're a polyamorous person and you're already, you're now you're talking about like living together with people and et cetera. There's so many different complications. You know, like what if you're a swinger and then you get feelings for somebody else? What if you're polyamorous and you don't like their partner? You know, there's a bazillion different avenues that can happen. But at every point of the road, no matter where you're at in all of this non-monogamy situation, no matter who you are, who you're with, what you're doing, what you have going on in your life, no matter what, communication and honesty. If you have those two things, you are going to excel at this. And if you're not going to excel at non-monogamy, the least that will happen is you will excel in your relationship. And even if that relationship falls apart because you were honest and communicated, you will find yourself living your more authentic life because you were honest and communicative. You were never alone in this and you always have support. And if you ever have questions for me, if you ever have anything that you're like, you know, I feel like I need a clarification here, reach out, reach out to me and I will always answer answer you. I will always answer you. This is hard times. It's even more complicated now that we're like, you know, I can't see anyone forever. But regardless of that, you know, go to munches when they open back up. Go munches is where a gathering of people who are like, say there's like kink munches and polyamorous munches and there's, you know, a gathering of people who are the same. You know, go to those things because you never fucking know who you're going to meet. You never know what avenue of life you're going to go down. But I can guarantee you, if you keep choosing happiness and exploring an adventure and who knows, then you will find yourself in a place because you're going to keep making those choices that are right for you or right for you and your partner. And that's where I found, you know, like my partner and I met on a non-monogamy thing and Now we both live a non-monogamous life with our separate set of priorities that are important to us. And you just have to communicate those. 
So take the moment, go and talk to the people that, that your partner, go and talk to that person. If you're scared, just give it a whirl. What's the worst going to happen? They're going to be like, fuck no, you crazy. And you're going to be like, all right, that was a bad idea. My bad. <laughs> you know, like, you know, how do threesomes happen with fucking housewives and husbands? Like, I probably shouldn't have said that word. I'm probably going to get grief about that, but I don't care. You know, like, you know, what's, how do you just like live a suburban life and accidentally, you know, have threesomes with your husband and another person or whatever? You know, those shit, that shit happens. You blame it on the drinking, whatever, and that's all hunky-dory. But, you know, people do that shit for real. And they don't ever communicate about it. They're just like, oh, that was a crazy night. You know? <laughs> there might be something to that. And it's okay to just try new things. And it's okay that if you're like, okay, we don't have to make this permanent. But can we try it? It's all about exploration and then you find your limits and if you don't agree within your partner's limits you know you got a problem and you need to talk about it and be honest about it and see where it fucking takes you don't ever be afraid to stand out anyways that is my words of wisdom today and if you are um enjoying this quarantine life i don't know how (laughs) you're doing i fucking miss humans I haven't really been up to much. I've been working a lot. So now I finally have about a week off and I get to podcast and I get to talk to the people and follow up with the fans that have been messaging me. And thank you for everyone who has tuned in and checked in and, you know, talked to me about the things that I've said here and talked to me about my growth and how, how my podcast has been evolving this whole time. Anyways, I love y'all and I'm so happy you guys are even still listening and taking the time for you. Monogamy is not an easy thing, but to me it's worth it. So have a good day. Bye. Penis vagina. Penis vagina. Penis vagina. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Penis vagina.